Welcome to Unsung Stories, where we'll be chatting to unacclaimed mamas in the Christian world who love Jesus, are faithfully seeking to know and love God more, and pointing their families to Him. I'm your host, Laura Smith, and I hope that you will find solidarity with a regular mum living out the gospel in regular ways and be encouraged in your own unsung story. Thanks for joining us. Well, hello and welcome to our sort of last episode of season three. Uh, This will be our last interview. Uh, Next week, we have an Ask Anything episode where my husband reluctantly is interviewing me. So a bunch of you sent in your questions through our Instagram account, which if you're not following, please find us at Unsung Stories Podcast for more content that's similar, but not necessarily from the episodes on this show. Um, Speaking of similar content, there's also a blog on our website where I share some of my thoughts on different topics related to motherhood, this stage of life, that sort of thing. Uh, And if you have a blog post that you'd like to share, you don't need to be an amazing author, just someone who's put pen to paper reflecting on their thoughts of living as a Christian mum today, uh, please reach out. I'd love to have a read of it and consider sharing it on our website as well. Today on the show, we are joined by Bindi, who is a mum of four, the three of which are grown-up young adults. And her motherhood journey, look, it hasn't been easy as you're here today, Um, but we can see how God has been working in and through it all. And I'm really excited for you to hear uh, her encouragement today. So let's jump straight in. Hi, Vindy, and welcome to Unsung Stories. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. My name is Bindi. I've been living on the Central Coast for ooh, 23 years now. Um, married to Rog. Uh, Rog is a fireman. We were childhood sweethearts. Met when we were 15. 15? Yeah, we actually met earlier in primary school, which oh is even goodness. worse. But anyway. I didn't know. That's so beautiful. <laughs> I've told my children never to... Uh, to date when you're young and wait <laughs> don't make my mistakes no 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 I love my Roger but yeah we have four beautiful children three are young adults now we have twin girls Beck and Sarah they're 21 so I've been doing this for 21 years then we have Tom who's 19 and then we have Sam who is just turned 12. Wow So that our listeners can know, Tom was my favourite baby when I was young, walking around church, getting to give him cuddles. It was so beautiful for you to share him with me. (laughs) I was, I think, thankful for the break. (laughs) Now that I'm on the other end, I'm going, where's the 10-year-old girls wanting to carry my babies around? (laughs) And I had twins. Uh, Oh, my goodness. That was, I was running around chasing them. So it was good. I didn't have to uh, worry about, where's Tom? Here's your little live dolly. Yeah, he was a real beautiful baby and blessing to me. So thank you. So you've been a mum for 21 years now, uh, and I'm sure there's so many things that you could chat about and share your wisdom on. If you were to think back over that time, what headliner would you give? I reckon, oh, suffering. It's a hard one. What a place to land. Yeah, yeah. In in, in, In times of suffering, God has shown me 
that he is completing the good work that he began in me. Mm, That's beautiful. Would you mind unpacking this for us? So maybe if you could give us an overview of your motherhood. I could talk in great depth (laughs) about (laughs) each of these moments in time. Yeah, maybe pack 21 years into a few minutes. That would be great. (laughs) Okay, so it started out my motherhood journey 21, 22 years ago. I was diagnosed with fertility problems. So we went through a really hard time there. I had ectopic pregnancy, miscarriages. So, yeah, it was a hard start losing Mm. a few babies then we had twins it's hard and to add to twins I had PND postnatal depression so not just depression but also the distress side of things had a husband that worked shifts being a fireman so I was alone a lot with two babies and had very high expectations of myself Mm. Uh, and so really things fell apart. Then when I finished breastfeeding the girls, I fell pregnant with Tom quite quickly, not expected. Mm -hmm. So we had three kids under. So we had three nappies. We had, it was just crazy. Yeah. And then when Tom was two, very suddenly my brother died. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this was a pretty foundational time in my walk with God. That was very hard. And then things potted along. Roger and I could never be on the same page whether when it was time for us to have another one if we did. Mm-hmm. And so when Tom was seven, we found out that I was pregnant again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the day that I found out I was pregnant was the day that my husband shared some really big addictions that he had throughout our marriage. It was a bit of a crisis working through all that heartache uh, and it was a really hard pregnancy. Mm-hmm. But in that time... God really showed me how to forgive, to be able to forgive as I had been forgiven. And so we spent some time obviously reconciling our marriage and there was a lot of grief that was involved in that time. Mm. After working through all that, we had a reprieve. So we decided we'd go on a family holiday, a family trip around Australia. It was absolutely amazing. Sam was two. Tom was nine and the girls were 11 and this was absolutely truly wonderful healing time for our family. Felt like life was looking up, the hard stuff was done, we'd learned our lessons and we could just keep smooth sailing. And then we, I was involved in a car accident. I was out on a date actually with Rog riding our bikes and I was hit by a car Uh, I was pretty messed up and I ended up in a wheelchair. It was very traumatic for our whole family. And this was another foundational moment in my walk with God and Mm. and just sorting through my identity of who I am as a woman, as a wife, as a mum and just was sidelined. So it was a very difficult time. As we've come through that, one of our daughters, who was a teenager by this stage, she wasn't coping from the accident and change. She actually, she suffered always from major anxiety, but we discovered that she was self-harming. And so she had a period of time where she was studying distance education. She wasn't capable of being at school or interacting with others. That was a really hard time. And then (laughs) just keeps going. A short while later, 
one of our kids disclosed that they'd been abused from another child. And this obviously was really painful and it led to a loss in our community, which we loved, but we had to leave to protect him. Mm. And due to that, I think the, there was just a big response in our family, the trauma that, that was involved. And during this change, our other daughter now disclosed that she wasn't coping either. And over the course of her treatment and really over the last six years, we've been unravelling her mental health mm. issues. So she's she's got treatment-resistant major depression, but with that um, comes suicide attempts. Mm. She's been diagnosed with schizophrenia. She has OCD. She has autism. ADHD, many times that she's been hospitalised and we're still muddling our way through it. And so my life now is very much her carer, looking after her and supporting her in, in how to yeah, help her with her day-to-day living. Mm. During all this time, I'm juggling all the other family members and during juggling of all that, We've received lots of other diagnoses with my other kids. So a few of them have actually been diagnosed with ADHD uh, and are medicated for that. Uh, a couple of them have actually got PTSD for various reasons. Yeah, it's... Oh, that's all big. Mm. Um, and so much to process and my gut reaction is just... Are you okay? That's so much mummy heartache, one after the other. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay with lots of um, lots of support, lots of love, and one very great big God who holds me and has sustained me all of this year. To go back a little bit, you were mentioning that your walk with God had a foundational moment when your brother passed away. Mm -hmm. Um, Could you flesh that out a little bit more for us? Yeah. So I was 28. He was 36. And he died from a massive heart attack. There was no warning. There was no, yeah, no, no opportunity to... Yeah, how do you process something like that? Not Mm. to mention you've got lots of young kids at this time too. Yeah, so I felt quite quite ripped off actually because I'd just come out of that fog of and blur of postnatal depression, little kids able to sleep a bit better, and I never got to know him in an adult relationship. There was this time that I remember sitting in the car park at church before going in and thinking, why am I doing this? Why am I bothering? I had this moment in my life of, God, why didn't you take me? I'm the Christian. I would have been with you in heaven, but you took my brother. There was this really challenging time in in my faith of, yeah, had I shared the gospel enough with him, had I given him Jesus in, in and my faith and 
given him an opportunity to be able to choose to follow God or not. Yeah, it it was such a, a hard time. And at the time, actually, our church was preaching on Philippians and it's all on predestination and it was just all so heavy to deal with as I was processing through all this grief and oh, such a big topic. I actually remember one of the one of the ministers actually rang me one day after he had preached to say, are you okay in all of this? He knew I'd lost my brother. He knew, like, it was such a big turning point for me because through all of that, God shared with me Philippians 1 verse 4 to 6 and it says, God says, being confident of this, that he, God, who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And I think in that moment I it was such a comfort to me to know that God is the one that was completing the good work that he had begun in me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Sounds like you had this big crack happen and just caused you to really evaluate and choose is this worth it can I trust God or do I choose to trust him and who knows what who knows what that will bring with it how did making that choice help you get through the years to come it was the foundation for me surviving all this suffering I knew that suffering was part of life and that God was working through all of this suffering uh, to bring about good in me and shaping me to be more like Jesus. So I didn't necessarily like the suffering, of course, but there is a peace in trusting God's promises in those depths of hard stuff yeah so you've gone through this really heartbreaking few years where you've really had to wrestle and trust in God and you mentioned learn how to forgive Mm -hmm. and you've gone around Australia on this big beautiful and healing trip (laughs) you come back and get hit by a car can you flesh out this time and what was happening for you and what did God teach you about yourself in it? You mentioned you really wrestled with your identity. Yeah, can you share how you were refined through it? Yeah, it felt like I was sidelined in my life, continued on despite me not really being part of it. I became quite depressed. I actually wondered why God didn't take me in the accident. Things were great leading up to the accident. I was in a really good place, I felt, in my walk with God. And so I knew that it was just so hard. It was so hard that I felt that being with him instead of being here on this earth was far better. It was this opening that peeled back the layers of what I thought my identity was, who I was. And I think that identity comes from all the years of being a mum and you become so uh, fixated and and focused on this is my God-given purpose and role in my life is to raise my children to know and love God. I thought 
because I wasn't physically able to give to my family, to my church family, to my friend, that somehow took away my purpose and my meaning for life. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. I think we all do that a bit. We uh, have this idea of who we need to be, what we need to look like, how we need to serve to be pleasing to God. Yeah, it sounds like you were wrestling with when you couldn't fulfill those ideas. You really had to, correct me if I'm wrong, but really had to think through what God wanted for you and how he identified you. Because I'd realised that I'd built up this idea that I was needed to be a caring and loving and serving person to be pleasing to God. But that actually was stripped away from me. And I got to see that my real identity is that I'm his daughter. And we rely so much on ourselves and we think that we have to be everything to everyone. And don't we especially feel that as mums? But I learned that I need to rely on God and not on myself. Uh, I feel like we need to have that perfect formula to how to live and how to give the best and be the best. But we actually don't know what's around the corner. We don't know what's going to happen, but we do know that we can only rely on God and we can only trust in him. It feels a little bit wrong to say, but it sounds like that accident was a gift. Like you learned some really big and beautiful truths through it. And look at how much God molded you through that. Though in saying that, it sounds like the knock-on effect has really influenced your family and brought on a whole other lot of grief and potentially bigger heartache than wrestling through identity. You've briefly mentioned your kids' mental health stuff that you've been parenting through the last number of years. I'm sure there's plenty that you could share, but I'm pretty conscious that their story isn't necessarily our story to share. So I want to ask, how are you surviving all of this? Because even what you've briefly touched on, it it really just sounds too much. Yeah, and I'm conscious that lots of mums that are listening to this who are at the beginning of their journey. I'm aware that I don't want to freak people out either. So <laughs> so I just wanted to, yeah, reflect on that the only reason that I can survive all of this is God, is his strength, his comfort, security, peace, and it really does transcend all understanding. Uh, It's only through his strength that I've been able to forgive people with some really big hurts. And it's only through his peace that I've been able to cope watching both my daughters suffer through each day. And it's only through his comfort that I've been able to get through treatment after treatment that isn't seeing the progress that we'd all like to see. It's made us, it's made me cling to God, but really seeing that it's he that's holding on to me. It doesn't make sense, but I do keep coming back to Philippians, to that verse that spoke to me back when I was really wrestling with some big stuff in my faith and seeing that God is the one that's completing the good work in me. He began it. He's completing it. 
and I'm just clinging on. (laughs) Yeah, that's really encouraging. I like that you acknowledge that most of us are still at the beginning of our parenting journey Mm because even those of us who are 10 years in, it's still the start of parenting and not all of us might have suffered in these monumental ways, though by now lots of us have probably had a taste. What wisdom or knowledge or encouragement would you want to share with us to carry us through the next decades as we face the trials that will come with mothering through the different life stages yeah and I've really thought about this this life is not always easy but God didn't promise that it would be when dark days come and we wait patiently on him and we continue to seek answers to those hard questions it's his constant presence always wrapped tightly around us, never letting go. No matter the darkness that we face, he will always remind us that there is always hope in the end. And just reflecting on that verse in Romans 12, verse 12, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. So, Without suffering, we wouldn't be longing for heaven. Our pain points to a time where we'll be made right again. We'll be made right in his presence. And in the meantime, I know that God loves and God cares for me and he is working for good. That is so beautiful. Would you mind praying for the mums who are listening? Um, thinking of yes similar road or about to face that road and they don't realize it thank you that you draw near to us in our times of loneliness or suffering that lord god you wrapping your arms around us that you are sheltering us from the storms of this life. Father God, I pray for all of the mamas that are struggling. And we all have days that we struggle, Lord God. I just pray that you will be preparing each of our hearts to put our trust in you, to put our hope in you, knowing, Lord God, that you feel our pain and our hurts and our troubles. That's why you sent Christ, that you can bring us to you, save us, love us, and and draw us near to you. Thank you, Father, that we are not alone in the hard stuff and that we know that you are with us always. Amen.